Producer of African Story would like to say thank you to Conmel Herber, the manager and owner of Coffee Berry, for the use of his restaurant as a backdrop to the story. We'd also like to say thank you to Cascades Lifestyle Centre for providing other sound effects. Thank you. An African Story formerly produced for radio, presented and read by Richard Nichols. Tulani Butelezi and Dr. Rodebe start their day with a meeting at the office. Coffee, Tulani asks Frank as they come onto the landing. That sounds great, replies Tulani. In walks young Nichols. Well, don't mind if I join in. Milk, no sugar. Tulani pipes up. Two sugars, no milk. Has anyone heard news on Linda? asks Frank. She has disappeared altogether, and I'm not sure if it is related, but Dean has also gone missing, replies Jan. Bob is on his way to the office. His phone rings just as he enters his parking bay. He takes the call, but there seems to be nobody on the other end. Then a woman's voice is heard, not speaking directly to him, saying you can't hold me against my will. I love you, Linda, and you will be mine. The line goes dead. Well, if I am to be with you, where are we going? What is our final destination? asked Linda. My hometown, Peter Maritzburg. I have a job offer with an old school friend. He has also provided a place to rent, a flat in Sheraton. I have a family. You have no right to take me away from my loved ones. Yes, I had a relationship with you, as I needed the support and someone to cry on while in Angola. And the baby we share, must I lose out on bringing up my child together with the lady I love, said Dean with a tremble in his voice. Dean, in his head. I can't tell her the real reason for coming back home, as I was the one that tried to kill Leon to stop him taking out Fred. The bad news is, I think he is protecting me by not reporting the truth to Captain Zondi. On the night in question, yes, it was Dean that the doctor saw when he realised Linda was following him at high speed. He managed to turn into a cul-de-sac. She went in front of him and Dean cut her off and managed to overpower her and take control of the car. He tied her hands and feet with wire ties from the glove compartment. A week ago, he had used her car on a trip to the hardware store. On placing her safely in his car, they were soon on their way to Peter Maritzburg. Bob comes up onto the landing and Jan greets him. Hello, Bob. What can I get you to drink? You look worried. Well, yes, I am a little stressed as I had a call with a voice on the other end. Not speaking directly, to me, I quote, you can't hold me against my will. I am dead sure it was Linda. I take it she was speaking to Dean, asked Delani. I'm sure that it was Dean she was speaking to. Yes, a cup of coffee would be nice, said Bob. An email comes in from Officer Kemp 
stating that a car was found abandoned in a cul-de-sac 10 kilometers outside the park. The vehicle was registered to Linda Winters, but the whereabouts of her is still unknown. Police had a tip-off on the missing aircraft. A young girl staying with her grandparents reported seeing an aircraft transported on a flatbed truck. The truck registration is in the name of Flying High CC and Tony Ray Wilson. He has now been taken in for questioning and could be charged with stealing the plane. He was found with the truck and aircraft hidden in a barn a short distance away. He also gave the identities of Kane Roberts and Fred Winters. Roberts was also responsible for the doctor that replaced the specialist appointed to operate on Jim Davies. Police are also on the hunt for Kenny Fisher who did the impersonation of the surgeon. So far all suspects have disappeared. You've been listening to an episode of African Story, read and written by Richard Nichols. Join me again for another exciting installment of African Story coming soon.